Breaking news now in Donald Trump's federal election interference case. The judge ordering a pause until major appeals play out, potentially delaying Trump's March trial date. Here's CNN senior crime and justice reporter Caitlin Polans. Caitlin, why is the judge making this move? Well, Wolf, essentially, she has to. She doesn't really have another option because in Donald Trump's criminal case, before he goes to trial, the courts have to figure out two things. If Donald Trump can even be tried, he was already tried by the Senate. Is that double jeopardy now that he's charged again uh, in a criminal court of law? So they have to decide that. And also they have to decide a question about presidential immunity. Is Donald Trump protected from being charged with any crime for something he did while he was president, something that he may argue was part of his role as the president of the United States? Now, all of this is up in the air. There's a lot of wheels turning in the courts right now. What's happening at the trial level before Judge Tanya Chutkin in Washington, D.C., is Trump essentially wanted her to cancel everything, pause everything. Uh, the Justice Department said, no, we're actually doing a bunch with appeals. They're going to the Supreme Court. They're trying to get an order very quickly determining what is happening here. And what Judge Chutkin said is the trial date is still standing. It's still March 4th, but that doesn't mean that the rest of the things that are happening in this case don't have to pause. While the Supreme Court determines if they want to do anything, what the appeals court above her might do. And so now, essentially, all of the things that Donald Trump's lawyers would have to do to show up in court to determine uh, to get to trial, they're not going to have to do that right now. But there's still a gag order over Trump, and there's still bail conditions, and this case still exists, and the trial date still is in March. Very interesting. Caitlin, the uh, Supreme Court, meanwhile, is taking up a different issue that potentially could impact Trump's criminal charges. Tell us about that. Right. The issue that the Supreme Court decided to take today is a question of how the Justice Department uses the charge of obstruction, criminal obstruction against January 6th rioters and other people. So Donald Trump is one of the people charged with this particular crime, obstruction of the official proceeding that happened on January 6th at Congress. But in this case, there is a violent rioter who has gone through the appeals process and now is before the Supreme Court asking them to look at whether the Justice Department even can charge people with obstructing the official proceeding of Congress as it relates to what happened on January 6th. So whatever the Supreme Court does there, it very much could affect Trump because they're going to be meditating on the use of this law and what happened in that Capitol riot. Obviously, not just uh, the rioters themselves are people that are being looked at by prosecutors. Trump, too, is charged with this crime. So whatever they say could very much impact his case. It certainly could. Caitlin Polans reporting for us. Thank you, Caitlin. Uh, let's bring in our legal and political analysts right now. Elliot Williams, how significant is this order from Judge Chutkin acknowledging that she no longer has jurisdiction over parts of this case? Well, it's significant, Wolf, but it was absolutely the right move, and Caitlin touched on this a little bit. It would be impossible or, or grossly unwise for a judge to move forward 
with a case that might have some sort of big legal problem in it. And even if it doesn't have a legal problem in it, you have to give an appellate court, a higher court, the opportunity to at least consider, have considered the questions uh, that, that are outstanding in the case. And so she sort of had to do this. Um, it would have been a pretty profound mistake if she'd allowed the trial to proceed and then learned from an appeal court that the whole thing should have never happened in the first place. So most judges, I would think, would have, would have taken the same step. And I think, you know, we've talked about this quite a bit on air over the months. This, this was sort of inevitable. Interesting. Uh, Ellie Honig, how long could it take for the appeals process to play out and what are the chances the case begins in March as currently scheduled? Well, Wolf, I think this makes it highly unlikely that that March 4th, 2024 trial date holds. And here's why. Judge Tutkin has now ruled, and I agree with Elliot correctly, that I can't do anything while this immunity issue is making its way through the appeals courts. And if we think about how long that could take, even if this goes at the fastest possible pace, even if the Supreme Court grants direct review, even if they expedite it, we're looking realistically at a final decision from the Supreme Court, I think at the earliest in February. And you can't come back from that and then restart and deal with all the complicated issues that you have to deal with, pretrial discovery, pretrial motions, starting in February, and then start a trial three weeks later on March 4th. So I think as a practical matter, this is going to require the judge to move that March 4th trial date back at some point. Gloria Borger, Trump's attorneys are arguing against an expedited appeals process, writing, and I'm quoting now, this proposed schedule would require attorneys and support staff to work round the clock <laughs> through the holidays, inevitably disrupting family and travel plans. It is as if the special counsel, quote, growled with his Grinch fingers nervously drumming, I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. But how? End quote. What's your reaction to that? Well, it's kind of hard to believe that's in a legal brief, but there you go. Uh, now we've seen it. Uh, look, they they want to delay. They, the rest of the brief was talking about how there shouldn't be a rush to judgment. This is an important case, and um, you need to have give the time for the counsel to, to do their jobs uh, and for due deliberation, et cetera, et cetera. So look, you know, the, the Trump team, as we've been saying over and over and over again, is about delay. And so that was, uh, you know, just part of their argument, I guess, Wolf. But yeah. there's no doubt where they're headed on this. And Judge Chutkin's ruling today, uh, you know, is, is good news for them, very good news for them. A very creative legal writing, I must say. Again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Elliot, let's turn to this other very significant legal development for Donald Trump today. The U.S. Supreme Court saying it will consider whether a federal obstruction law is being properly used in the January 6 cases. How does this potentially impact Jack Smith's federal election subversion case? Well, it's not uncommon for uh, provisions of laws to be taken up to the Supreme Court, partly because laws are written in a somewhat open-ended and vague way, and lawyers, prosecutors, defense attorneys apply individual cases to uh, to laws as they've been written. This is never, uh, as, as in so many areas related to Donald Trump on January 6th, uh, this has never really been tested, uh, the, sort of the scope of the obstruction law. And the, the, the particular law, as it was, cr was crafted, was written in the context of financial fraud, to be quite honest, um, and certainly... There may be questions as to its application here. Now, the court may well rule that um, all of these obstruction cases related to January 6th can still go forward. But sort of as we were saying earlier, the only entity that can really decide that is the Supreme Court. It's not for... Uh, even even the lawyers in the case to decide. And so it could have a profound impact on the case, and we'll just have to see how the court ultimately decides it. 
Yeah, very important point. Uh, Ellie, what are, the, what are special counsel Jack Smith's options here? Well, well, I see three options for Jack Smith here. None of them great, by the way. The first option is to go ahead, try the case. Two of the four counts that he has charged Donald Trump with, as Caitlin pointed out, could be in jeopardy with this Supreme Court ruling. So option one, try the case, hope for the best, and then hope the Supreme Court doesn't throw out those cases. But it could be that the Supreme Court then has to come back and say, no, that trial was no good, we throw it out. That would be disastrous. Option two, Jack Smith can just drop the two obstruction charges, proceed on the other charges. I don't think he's likely to do that. I think that would be a concession and a sign of weakness. I think Donald Trump would absolutely seize on that as a massive victory. And then option three is to wait until the Supreme Court rules so then he'll know and try the case. But now we're back to the timing issue. But it wouldn't surprise me to see DOJ ask the court to expedite this one as well so they can get a ruling from the Supreme Court, know if they're on firm ground, and then try the case. Uh, Gloria, if this case is pushed back possibly to 2025, that's a big win for Donald Trump, right? Oh, it's what they're it's what they want, of course, you know, because the the thinking goes that if Donald Trump were to be elected president of the United States, then he could just get the charges dropped. He could fire Jack Smith, for example. And then the public would not have had the opportunity to hear any of this uh, evidence. And so I think, you know, this this is this is their goal to put it off after the election. <clears throat> Interesting. All right, guys, thank you very, very much.